0: Hey, it's 2021 Libby here, just letting you know really quick that I recorded this originally in 2019. You know, you remember back when we could actually like leave the country without all the complications of COVID. (laughs) This concept that I'm about to share was seriously a game changer for my business When I was looking back at my content library, this episode jumped out at me as one to share as I entertained old and new shows. The feedback from advisors at the time was that this episode really challenged them, and the ones who embraced it loved it. And I just want to call out and make sure you pay close attention to the fact that this happened over time, over a period of several years, not overnight. Um, and only because my team and I were super intentional with the approach. Anyway, back to the episode. Hey advisors, as this video airs, I am currently on a month long epic adventure vacation with my family. No email, no social media, completely detached from both of my businesses. Of course, all of the stuff that I set up ahead of time is still gonna happen, hello, I love me some automation. Um, But in today's video, I am going to share and just talk a little bit about how I built up to taking an entire month off completely unplugged from my business. And I'm going to share with you how these extended sort of sabbaticals or family vacations originally came about, what it does for me as a business owner and a mom, and how it helps me be more productive and more profitable in my business. And then you know me, I love tactical information, so I'm going to walk you through a bunch of steps that I took on how I built up to this. And if you don't know me, or if you're new to the Efficient Advisor, welcome, I'm Libby Grayley. I help financial advisors grow their businesses in a way that they love. I love helping advisors create systems and processes so that they can work more efficiently and live life. And I know what it takes to grow a seven-figure, 100% referral-only practice while working part-time. I very strongly believe that you do not have to grind and grind out the hours to be successful. And today's episode is going to be like the epitome (laughs) of that, right? So this is one of the biggest questions that I get all of the time from people who, you know, who know me or follow me or who've attended our live workshop is how on earth can you take that much time off from such a high touch business, right? And actually unplug? And, um, you know, when I see a lot of the advisors that I'm coaching and I know they're on vacation and I'm getting emails from them and they are, you know, if I send an email, they're responding to me and they're checking in and doing things. And it makes me completely (laughs) crazy. It makes me completely crazy. Um, because I really want you as a business owner to be able to build your business in a way that allows you to. Detach, right? And to step away 100% because we're going to talk about it. It's really important to do that so that you can recharge. And the benefits of that are undeniable, right? They're, and they're plentiful. We could go on and on about how awesome and important it is. Um, so a month off sounds a little over the top to some people, and I get that, and maybe a little lazy, or your first instinct might be, well, gosh, you clearly don't care about your clients if you're willing to walk away from your business for that long. Um, But it is, for me, it has been the most productive and the most profitable business-changing thing that I've ever done to my business. Um, And if your goal is to build enterprise value in your practice so that someday that you can sell it, it is going to need to run without you. (laughs) So obviously, there's a lot of reasons that rest and relaxation are important, right? The obvious appeals. It allows you to fully unwind. Um, And I know for a lot of people, if you're like me, it can take me four or five days of being on vacation before I truly go uh, and like feel the benefits of vacation. And then it's if I'm only gone for a week, then I'm just packing right up to go back. And so the longer vacation for me has major restorative properties. Um, And it also allows me enough time detached from my business that I can come back with really fresh eyes, right? Um, and the hesitations people have for a sabbatical are very, very obvious, obviously. Um, you might not make as much money, which is a myth, because um, I, I can share a little bit about that. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously, if I'm not here and I'm not producing, um, perhaps the business will make less money. Or maybe you're worried about what the optics to a client are if you're going to be gone that long. Um, and, you know, while the point of being an entrepreneur, the whole point is really to have this lifestyle that allows you to live your life first and to let the work that you love serve you and your family, right? And that doesn't make you a selfish person for building a business that, that serves you um, and that allows you to serve people. And I say this all the time, but if you burn out and you're not here, none of your clients are going to get served well. So you have to be Uh, recharging, and doing those things that allow you to be in a place where you serve. Um, So it has to serve you first. And it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes about being an entrepreneur. And you've heard it. It goes something like this, you know, work like no one else does so you can live like no one else can. And um, if you build it right, you can do this well. And you just need to hire, train, and empower your team to manage without you. So this idea came about when we were working with a really large charity based here in Cincinnati, we manage their endowment and we were making some fundamental changes to a portfolio that they had with us that was going to require a bunch of signatures and paperwork. And it was interesting. So we met with them with the CFO and we were talking through the changes and we went to do all the approval stuff. And it turns out the founder and CEO has to be the one that signs financial paperwork. And so we were talking about this and they said, oh gosh, you know what? She's on a three month sabbatical. We're going to have to add this to the list of things. And they started to just kind of share with us that their board of directors had actually kind of forced uh, their founder and CEO to take a sabbatical so they could identify the gaps in the business. And they said, you know what? If she is gone for a long enough period, we will figure out how to function without her and what." what we need to do. So should she retire? Should she leave the organization? Should something happen? We need to know now what we need to put in place to make sure we could keep functioning um, very smoothly should she not be around. And I just remember thinking like, wow, that's like really, really amazing and super impactful. Um, Super annoyed we had to wait three months to get the the thing done that we needed to do. But, you know, I kind of went back to my team and I thought, Gosh, in the background, you know, my husband had been of this mindset, you know, that it truly takes him at least six or seven days to unwind. He, we, we love, as a family, we love travel, and we've been wanting to do some things that were further away that we'd want. If we're going to go that far, we might as well spend significantly more time Um, so, you know, and I mentioned for me, it takes me a while to get into fully into a relaxation mode. And this, and this whole sabbatical concept was just kind of rolling my around in the back of my head and how great it would be for this charity to do that. So the idea wasn't just, you know, how can I work less and how can I get away from my business? It was way, way, way more strategic than that. Um, it was really, how do I fill the gaps to make us function better as a team? Um, am I scaling myself, right? In order to scale my business, um, I need to scale my own personal time. And these type of experiences and exercises allow me to determine which activities truly, truly need my attention and which ones I was underestimating that other people could do. And, um, you know, or maybe there are tasks that I just wasn't willing to give up. But once I did, once I was forced to give them up and somebody else was forced to execute them for me, I realized I didn't need to be doing it. And frankly, I didn't actually miss it. (laughs) You know, and if I eventually transition my business, right, how will that go if everything is dependent on me? How do I build enterprise value in a business if it is exclusively built on Libby? And I'll say this all the time that if your business can't function without you. You don't have a business. You have a Libby or you have a gym or you have a Kathy, right? If you're gone and your team doesn't know what to do or can't do those things without you, you don't actually have a business. You have a you. So um, one of the best books that I've ever read is by John Warlow and it's called built to sell and I will link it here. Um, and it is amazing, super quick read. It's actually written like a fiction book, but it's a not, but it's a business book. It, it's it's a really fascinating, very different kind of business book, super quick read. You will totally love it, but it reinforces how businesses and processes in a service based industry, um, You know, allow you to function and facilitate the delivery of advice without you having to be involved in every piece of it and why that's super important if you want to be built to sell. And I know I always say that every book that I recommend is amazing (laughs) and it's true. I'm only going to tell you about the ones that are life-changing and business-changing, right? I read a ton and I am not going to be sharing with you any of the ones that I was like, eh, or we're kind of crappy, or we're just flat out, like I didn't even finish them kind of bad. So I'm only going to share the ones that I think are amazing and built to sell is an awesome, awesome read. Um, so if you want to sell it someday, or if you want to hire away different parts of your business, or if you're trying to move more into that CEO role of your, of your practice, and you're wanting to get away from client work, you need to have systems and processes in your business that allow you to step away or allow somebody else to facilitate or function without you being involved. So having a sabbatical is an amazing, amazing way to identify those gaps. Um, you know, you'll know, you figure out what kind of training does your team need? What systems and processes do you need to have in place for them to do what they need to do without you? Um, what are the problems they can truly solve themselves if left to their own devices? I love that one. Um, How do we need to shuffle around client meetings to make this work better? Sometimes it's even acknowledging that you are just too involved in certain areas that you don't need to be involved in. Um, And you might find when you return that you don't miss them. Your team rose to the occasion, crushed them better than you do, and um, you you didn't have to be involved, right? And so for me, I didn't just go cold turkey like the founder of that charity did, right? I started off with Much smaller and worked my way up. Um, So, our business isn't nearly as big as theirs is, and it's a lot more personal and smaller. So, I started off with a two week vacation. And, you know, I was testing my business and I came back, you know, I figured out what were the issues that we needed to solve, right? We needed to create ways for my team to be equipped to solve those problems. Then the next year, I tried a three-week vacation. And then the next year, I tried a three-and-a-half-week vacation. And now we're up to a month, which is, which is awesome, right? And I don't want to come off as altruistic, right? That the whole purpose of me taking a month-long vacation is purely to serve my business, right? <laughs> However, it is an amazing byproduct of this kind of, quote-unquote, strategic decision. Um, but it, this month off really allows me to... Recharge and reconnect with my family, or connect with my family in a way that I didn't think was possible beforehand. You know, we're getting to do things that I never dreamt were possible for for me and my kids and my husband. Um, And knowing these big vacations are coming up, or, or knowing that I've got this big break, gives me the incentive and the desire to just work my keister off the rest of the year knowing that these are coming. And, I, and I'm not gonna lie, I take a lot of vacations. I need, I need to recharge a lot apparently. <laughs> and while I only work three days a week, I still carry the risk of a business full time, right? Um, I still have a lot of stress and perfect, you know, pressure to perform in those three days that I'm here. Um, and I'm always coaching my advisors you know that you need to, what's the word I'm looking for? You just, you need to make sure that you're doing the stuff that you love, right? The, the reward for taking on all the risk as an entrepreneur and the risk as a business owner is that there's a reward for it, right? We don't just work, take all the risk and work, 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 work and not enjoy the, the fruits of our labor, Right. Um, So for our family, it's travel. So for me, it's travel. For you, it might look like something completely different. And your rewards might start super small. It might just be more time at the spa or maybe splurge and do a whole spa day if that's your jam. Or maybe it's taking a golf trip with your brothers once a quarter. You know, you do you, whatever that looks like for you. But regardless of what you're doing, each time coming back and figuring out what gaps existed and what do we need to do to fill it? And while you're gone, actually just taking that time to recharge, re-energize, and really just give you that white space that you need to come back to your business and look at it from a totally fresh perspective. You know, And when people come to our live workshop, you know, we walk them through a lot of the systems and processes that, that I use that allow me to, to take this much time away. Um, you know, and my goal is to help people avoid some of the mistakes that I made early on, or why recreate the wheel, right? If we've already got a lot of this stuff in place. Um, but I want early on in your business for you to start thinking about how is this going to function without me um, or without me as much as possible. And some people think Libby, this is so unattainable, right? This will never work for me. Um, this would just never be a reality for my family. But let me tell you what, I know a zillion women in this industry who have now taken that amount of time off and it's called a maternity leave, y'all. So, so people think like just because it's in the context of a vacation, right, that it's not possible. Think about all the female advisors or male advisors, you know, that you took off time to be home with your baby, right, maybe a couple of weeks. So you've done this, you know, lots of people who have done this and Lord knows a maternity leave is not a vacation at all. (laughs) So don't tell me that it can't work for you because it totally can. If you look around, uh, there are tons of people who have taken maternity leaves for two months, three months as a standard, right? And still had a business to worry about while they were, you know, to function without them while they were at home taking care of their baby, Right. Um, So don't tell me that it can't work for you. That's a limiting belief that I will challenge you tooth and nail on all day, every day. So bring it. Um, But a maternity leave is that, right? It's stepping away from your business for an extended period of time. And it happens all the time. You just need a plan, right? The good news about being pregnant is that you've got nine months to get it organized and figure out how you're going to handle it while you're gone. So why not do the same thing without the like, you know, stress of having a baby? <laughs> so I realized technically I have done this a couple of times. So before my first like sabbatical, I had had two children while I was in the business. The second one, I took like four or five months off. So I knew I could do this again without the excuse of a baby. <laughs> and it was a lot more fun. <laughs> I found that if I took a week off, a lot of problems just kind of waited for me, right? to return. Um, like, obviously, like, I would be back soon. So my team wasn't forced to have to make a lot of decisions. It was like, oh, all this can wait till Libby gets back next week, right? So when I started taking two weeks off, I found that some of the problems actually resolved themselves, right? There were some things that could just wait till I got back, but there were others that couldn't. My team you know, was kind of forced to find the answers and to take action and figure it out without having to interrupt me, right? So the problems started to solve themselves. Same thing when I took three weeks, um, a lot of the problems started to resolve themselves. And of course, each time we looked back and we spent time really figuring out what were the gaps? What do we need to do empower people? Do we need different licenses? What do we need to make this all function? Um, Like something I figured out was I just need to get Lori a physical credit card. You know, she had my card that she used for a lot of our business expenses, but when she actually would go to a store, she just needed a physical credit card. It was little stuff like that that really helped things run smoothly while I was gone. Um, We also needed to develop a plan for our clients that, should someone call and need $5,000 or $10,000 for an emergency or a car, we just needed to have it set up so that Lori knew in every single client account where I would want that money to come from if they needed it, right? So this level of separation allows you to really see the gaps and have a clear vision of how to fill them, right? And you work your way up. You don't have to go all in and take three months off and see what, you know, what fleshes out. But the biggest thing that I see and I get asked all the time is while you're gone, it won't hurt to check in, right? (laughs) And certainly you can do that. However, I have seen countless advisors who are supposed to be sitting on the beach um, you know, checking their email so it quote unquote won't build up for me when I get back. And they end up getting stressed out or it ruins their vacation because there's some sort of fire and they feel obligated in it and to figure it out and put that fire out while they're supposed to be unwinding and relaxing with their family. So checking your email, while it doesn't sound like it's going to be you know, bad or painful, it it can be, right? It doesn't allow you to detach and detaching has been the biggest thing for me. That problem will still be there when you come back next week. Those emails will be there when you come back. And if you're worried about them building up while you're gone, figure it out, right? Train and empower someone on your team to check your email, to delegate your email, to respond to emails, to delete the unimportant emails. It won't build up if you have somebody doing it for you. Um, You know, it's have someone take care of your inbox, right? Uh, If you you are not on a vacation and fully engaging with your family um, or fully being present, you're not restoring, you're not relaxing if you are checking in. So the absolute best I could advise I could give is just cut it off. If you can't, you won't. So delete the app from your phone that allows you to check your email. Delete the app from your phone that allows you to access client records or performance reports. You know, if you don't have access physically, you cannot do it. Therefore, you cannot ruin your vacation. You can re-download those apps when you get back, right? And if you give your team strict instructions not to interrupt you while you're on your vacation, um, you know, you will be shocked at how they have to figure it out and they will totally rise to the occasion. So I know if you're listening to this and you're thinking, Libby, I don't have a team or I don't have the team yet. That's okay. I didn't start off with the team or a team. It's something that you build up to. So here are some super simple steps that you can take with you if you're wanting to start building up to either a week or a couple of weeks um, or just slightly more extended vacations, right? So the first one. Proactively plan for it, right? Identify well what could come up and work through things that you're potentially worried about or that your team is potentially worried about ahead of time and come up with a game plan. And most often those things will not happen while you're gone. The second is to do a big old brain dump. So this is just getting all of the stuff out of your head so your brain can actually relax on vacation. And I have a whole separate video that I did on how I brain dump prior to a vacation that I will link below this episode. But the idea is For me to get it out, and that has been a game changer for me. So I don't have all these bazillions of ideas rattling around in my brain while I'm on vacation. I can just get them on paper, and my brain can relax just knowing that they're documented somewhere. Um, Disconnect, right? Delete the apps. You can always put them back on your phone. Just freaking do it. That's the best advice. That's the best step that I can give. And when you get back, debrief right? Don't just blast back into your business full bore with uh, a bunch of appointments when you return. Spend some time thinking with you alone, with your team, um, about what situations and problems arose while you were gone, and what, what would you need to fill those gaps, um, and what, what, if, what, would, what might happen if you did it a little bit longer next time. And then last, spend some time building those systems. Um, I cannot stress this one enough often when we come back from vacation, we feel kind of that overwhelm of needing to get back and what what built up while I was gone. And I'll share with you last month, we took three and a half weeks off and went to Europe. I had zero access. And when I got back, I had two emails to deal with. That was it. So the more your team is trained and empowered to handle things while you're gone, the more they'll actually handle. And you won't get that big, overwhelming wave of crap to do when you do return. Um, But- I see all the time, too, where we just get so into the weeds, we we figure out, okay, here's all the stuff that we need, and then we don't spend time actually building it so that we're better equipped for next time. So again, for me, this type of separation has provided a ton of much-needed white space. Um, And even though I have white space built into my calendar weekly, and I use that to reflect on the week, it's not the same. This big chunk of time um, has really just allowed me to unwind first, and then be in that pure space of creativity, right? Um, I can really ask myself, what's it going to take to get my business to the next level? And I actually have this space to see it versus, um, you know, just kind of coming down from a high of just one week, right? I actually have time to come down, unwind, and then see all these things. It's amazing. So I hope that was helpful. Um, I hope you consider adding a day or two, maybe even a week, to an upcoming vacation that you've got planned. Um, And in the meantime, I will be tearing up Vancouver with my family, eh? So it's a pleasure to serve you. Let me know if you have any questions. I obviously won't be responding uh, for a couple of weeks, but I hope this was helpful for you guys. And do consider, even if it's just a little reward, building in some more of the stuff that you love to make The risk and stress of running your own business, totally worth it. I loved this episode because it was so counterintuitive. It really stretched me as a leader and really grew my team's confidence and competency. And that, my friends, is how you scale. I'd love to know what you thought of this episode and you can connect with a whole bunch of other advisors in the Efficient Advisor community on Facebook. I know I craved sharing business ideas, hearing about what other advisors were doing that was working, sharing resources and learning from other people's mistakes. So, the Efficient Advisor community was created. It's a private group consisting of only financial advisors and planners, insurance agents, operation folks on their teams, And I would just love for you to join in the conversation. I share extra content there, tips, tricks, uh, answer questions live every month, and I'll link it in the show notes for sure. I guess now that this is a podcast where I used to do a video series, I have to do the following. I think it's like a rite of passage for podcast hosts. So here I go. If you found any value in this, I would love for you to leave a review. And if you didn't like it, just keep your opinions to yourself. (laughs) I kid, I kid. And if you follow, which is the new fancy word for subscribe, each new episode and bonus episodes will just show up in your podcast library. Gosh, I love good automation and systems. (laughs) Let me know how else I can serve you. Until next time.